and Anatoly Rudenko and the Folklore Ensemble Kiev. And from, obviously, Kiev, and that was Nalavaimo Bratia, Let's Drink Brothers. Dobry den, szanowni radio słuchaci, ta witaju was wsich na radio peredaciu nasz holos, radio krinskoho korinia, jaka podejacie wam na radio stancji CHLY, stoi denisim FM, umisti nanaimo. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live from the studios of CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo at the bottom of the China Steps. And uh, my name is Paulette McCory, Pokorinska Pavlina. I'll be your host, one of your hosts actually. We've got uh, three of us happening today. We've got um, Oksana Pobarezhnik, Dobriden. Priyat. And we have a new a newbie. An absolute radio novice and a friend of Oksana's, and we'll be telling her story a little bit later on. Her name is Holly Beauregard from Cobble Hill. Hi, Holly. Hello. So we've got a, a pretty interesting uh, program for you. This is our second time, Oksana and me, doing it together. So we're still working out some bumps here, but uh, but um, we'll be getting our stride pretty soon. But we've got, so with the three of us in studio, I think we're going to bring you some pretty interesting chit-chat as well. We've got some music for you. Uh, we do have a Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, a book review, and uh, that will be... Um, review of um, Jewish woman. She was a nuclear scientist in the Soviet Union who defected after working uh, in Cuba. So lots of very interesting story. You'll want to hear that one. Uh, it's called The Sea is Only Knee Deep. As well, we've got a little bit of interesting information about the connection between Ukraine and Cuba and um, a little bit about what it was like growing up Soviet from our, Vic- our friend Viktor Sergeyev in Nikolaev, Ukraine. So Stay tuned for all of that. We've also got Oksana. You've got some other stuff you've brought in as well. What do you what did you bring? Ми сьогодні згадаємо про день народження Лесі Українки, яке насправді весь світ, весь український світ згадував вчора, 25 лютого. І також ми поговоримо про українських іммігрантів з Холі. А ще така от можна сказати, новина не новина спогади сторічної давності з минулого століття, як весь світ, особливо канадський, американський, знає про Україну. А ось коли я прибула вперше сюди, мене завжди питали, звідки я. І коли я говорила, що я з України, всі говорили, а так, ми знаємо фігуристку Оксану Баюл. Так от, 26 лютого Оксана Баюл виборола перше золото для України. Okay. І то ця медаль була на протязі 20 років єдиною золотою медалью в складі збірної України. Отже, ось така от славна дівчина. Досить вона мала, мала специфічну долю. Так, але тим не менше американці пробачали ці всі її виборки, знаючи, що от настільки вона відома і славна. І от скільки ж років пройшло? 24, здається. Okay. Може, so... Одним словом, так, сьогодні so... день So for the Ukrainian paired, that's, uh, you're going to be talking about Lesya Ukrainka, who is a very Ukra- famous Ukrainian poet from about, what, 100 years ago or so? Mom. A little mm-hmm. bit more. And also Oksana Bayul. And uh, Oksana is, for those who are not familiar with uh, Oksana Bayul, maybe you know, haven't been paying attention to the Olympics, but about 20 years ago she won the first gold medal for Ukraine in uh, figure skating for the Olympics. So uh, Oksana will be bringing some of that information a little bit later in the show, Pokrinska. But uh, hopefully we can get a little bit of translation going on in there for the Ukrainian impaired, such as Holly and myself. <laughs> so we've got, as I mentioned, a great program, lots of music coming up. And coming up next, we have Tut uh, Tom, and this is a Canadian group from... Um, They've been, uh, they're based in Saskatchewan. They're kind of scattered across Canada, which is why it's called Tutti Tom, which means, Holly, you know what that means, right? Tutti Tom? It sounds familiar. Here here and there. (laughs) Tutti Tom. Here they are with Techa Voda, Quiet Waters. Давно-давно я не був 
na besidi. Rada bija, rada bija, tu vodit ću piti. Rada bija, rada bija, s milim hovoriti. Rada bija, rada bija, tu vodit ću piti. Rada bija, rada bija, s milim hovoriti. Oh, Joe, who pleads God to do? 
And the wild and crazy Ukrainians from Leeds, England, from their CD Diaspora. And that was a song called Immigrante, a song all about immigrants. Coming up next is an interesting duo. They are originally from Ukraine, and they are were expats to Israel. Um, last I heard of them, that was back in the early 2000s when I got this CD from them in the mail. And uh, we've lost touch. Um, presumably, they're still in Israel. But uh, they are, call themselves Spilka Dvok, and they recorded this great CD of Ukrainian folk songs. And here they are now with a song about immigrating again to Canada. Spilka Dvok with Kanada. <laughs>
listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. Ви слухаєте наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Нанаймо. І з вами Павліна і Оксана. And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. In this edition of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, Myra Junik reviews The Sea is Only Knee Deep, a two-volume memoir of a nuclear scientist who defected from the Soviet Union to Canada at the height of the Cold War. The Sea is Only Knee Deep is the true story of Paulina Zelitsky's defection to Canada from the Soviet Union with her two young children in 1971. These two volumes explore many topics, including Stalin's final years, Fidel Castro's Cuba, and the dangers of defecting. Paulina's story begins in Cuba in 1968. She is part of the engineering team designing a top-secret submarine base for Soviet nuclear submarines. My predicament was dangerous, and the possibility of defection much more so. Zelitsky's story does not shy away from the complex political realities of life in the Soviet Union. Beginning with her birth in 1945 in post-war Odessa, Zelitsky's Jewish family is subjected to constant scrutiny by the KGB. Despite the death of her mother from Stalin's imposed famine, of 1946-47, Paulina is an optimistic child who loves difficult tasks. Jokingly, adults tell her, to you, any sea is only knee-deep. This Odessan motto, which is the title of the book, becomes a powerful tool in her life. The multicultural city of Odessa is full of beautiful buildings and talented people. However, the constant fear of Soviet repression rules their lives. Children are forced to denounce their parents for any supposed anti-Soviet activity, resulting in arrest and punishment in a gulag prison camp. Paulina manages to keep a low profile and stay out of politics. Despite the obstacles in her path, she skillfully uses the Soviet system to study engineering at the National Marine University of Odessa, where she meets her future husband, Eduardo, a Cuban citizen. Accompanied by their two children, they are sent to Cuba to work under the Castro regime. As Volume 1 ends, Paulina narrowly escapes being raped by her superior, who then proceeds to make life difficult for her. She must decide whether to face the dire consequences or defect from the Soviet Union with her children. In Volume 2 of The Sea is Only Knee Deep, Paulina continues the harrowing story of her defection to Canada. She must divorce her husband Eduardo to cut her connection to Cuba. All her plans depend on traveling by air to Gander, Newfoundland. When she reaches Gander, she runs across the runway with two small children to reach safety. After a grueling immigration process, Paulina is granted asylum in Canada. Her life is difficult, but at least she is free from the constant fear of Soviet oppression. Her message is very powerful. To be yourself, to live your own values, is the only freedom. The two volumes of The Sea is Only Knee Deep are full of intricate details of Paulina's life experience. Living in Odessa as a child, getting an engineering education, marrying a Cuban citizen, experiencing Fidel Castro's Cuba, suffering the indignity of an attempted rape, planning to defect from the Soviet Union, 
and learning to live in her new country of Canada. There is a great deal of technical detail about Paulina's top-secret engineering work on the nuclear submarine base in Cuba, which was the cause of the undisclosed second Cuban Missile Crisis beginning in 1969. This information will be very interesting for anyone interested in the history of Cuba and the Soviet Union. Paulina also describes Cuban life during the 1960s and gives readers insight into Fidel Castro's idiosyncratic leadership style, based on rumors from servants who worked for his family members. These self-published books by Paulina Zelitsky and her husband Paul Weinswig provide an interesting look at rarely discussed historical aspects of the Soviet Union, Cuba, and Canada. Readers will experience the terror that Paulina experienced in her defection process. They will also admire her strength of character. Most of the information in these books is based on Paulina's own observations and experiences. These two volumes could definitely have profited from more rigorous editing in order to condense them into one book. Today, Paulina and her second husband continue to engage in engineering projects from their Canadian home. Readers of the two volumes of The Scene is Only Knee Deep will be fascinated by Paulina's insight into the Ukrainian famine, anti-Semitism, Odessan family life, education and culture, as well as political oppression in the Soviet Union and Cuba. The Sea is Only Knee Deep, Volumes 1 and 2, are available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I'm Myra Jenik in Toronto for Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
This is Irena Bell, producer and host of the Ukrainian Hour on Chin Radio in Ottawa with a Did You Know Chisnalevi segment and special greetings to the listeners of Nasholos. Did you know Ukrainians have had a large presence in Cuba intermittently for nearly 100 years? In the 1920s, Ukrainians began emigrating to Cuba, hoping to use it as a temporary port before moving on to the United States. While actual numbers are unknown, it is estimated that about 2,000 Ukrainians made their way to Cuba and established cultural organizations in Havana. Eventually, most Cuban Ukrainians succeeded in settling in Canada and the United States, many of them in Quebec. Although few Ukrainians remained in Cuba by the 1950s, according to the Ukrainian embassy in Havana, there are some 1,000 Ukrainian citizens in Cuba right now. The Cuban embassy in Kiev, on the other hand, claims the number is closer to 6,000. Today in Havana, there is a Ukrainian school, choir, and dance group supported by the embassy. Thank you, Roman Joba. And did you know that each year for the past 20 years, children from Ukraine's Chernobyl area have been welcomed in Cuba, where they receive the medical attention they require as a result of the nuclear disaster in Chernobyl? The children have been treated for cancers, kidney and thyroid ailments, digestive and nervous disorders, and the loss of hair and skin pigmentation. At a difficult moment for the people of Ukraine, Cuba was one of the first to extend a helping hand with health care for the children. Former Ukrainian President Leonid Kuchma, a special envoy of Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych, met with Cuban leader Raul Castro. In Cuba, Kuchma presented Raul and former Cuban leader Fidel Castro with decorations for their contributions on the 20th anniversary of the medical care program that Cuba provided for close to 24,000 children affected by the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Many thanks to Irena Bell of the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa for sharing Chisnalave, Did You Know, with Nasholis listeners. You can catch her show at www.chinradioottawa.com. Завтра ти пройдеш ось тут 
Sofia Rotaru, very famous Ukrainian singer uh, with a song called Jovte Lest, uh, Yellow Leaves. And that was from 1972. Um, it is. It was a classic for many years. Oksana was just, we were having a little discussion here <laughs> in the studio at Poor Holly's. What was with these two <laughs> going back and forth? Um, but um, this is a song that was written by uh, Volodymyr Ivasyuk. Now, um, I don't know if you know the story, Oksana, you were saying that you were probably a little girl at this time. But, no, uh, I wasn't born. You weren't even born then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Volodymyr Vasyuk in 1979 was murdered brutally by the KGB. Um, he was basically tortured and just left in a... Yes, that's true, Holly. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a horrific story. He was very... He was a doctor as well as a just a brilliant musician. And um, he was a threat to the Soviet state because he wrote songs that made Ukrainians feel... Ukrainian that were proud of their their background, uh, their Ukrainian heritage, and proud of being Ukrainian, and that was not uh, the Soviet Union didn't like that, and so unfortunately they would go after people like this. And to make an example, this was 1979. It was getting close to the end of the Soviet Union, and um, this was there was a brown a groundbreaking event at his funeral. There were a hundred thousand people marched. Do you know this, Oksana? 100,000 people marched at his funeral. This is something that had never been seen before. Of course, in the Soviet Union, there was no freedom of assembly. Uh, and they, they were fearless. They were they loved him so But much. But Sofia Rotaro wasn't there. Well, Unfortunately, prob- probably not. She was very scared. Yeah, well, yeah. sure. And uh, probably, uh, well, uh, Sofia Rotaro was... Um, she, had her, she did her own thing. I mean, she, just, she sang a lot of Eva Suk's songs. But... Um, She kind of did her own thing. I think she was. It's hard to judge and say. It is. Yes. Yeah, it is, and it's a long time. It's ago. hard to be to live in that time and understand well, uh, yeah. the feelings. Yeah. But well, even actually, if, I didn't live. I, for yeah. me, it's hard to understand. So yeah. I cannot even yeah. explain what how what people thought at that yeah. time. But. Yeah. Well, even going back, we just listened to Yelena Bell's story about what happened to Cuba. Now that was Yanukovych and Kuchma, and that's probably more your era. I think uh, when those politicians are around, of course, Yanukovych is, you know, what sparked the war that's going on now. But that was prior to that. Actually, that was like last drop in our decision to move to Canada. It was very clear that Yanukovych uh, was going to be president and we guess uh, like everything was going down. And uh, as our child should grow and learn And study in good school, as we saw. That's yeah. It's like we didn't have hope in future. We decide, okay, we we like just yeah keep the the idea, the invitation to come to Canada. Right. So that's yeah. Yanukovych was our like push. Your nemesis, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> catalyst, <laughs> catalyst to get you out of the country. And wait, when was that? Was ten years ago now, Oksana? You've been almost, here, yeah. yeah, almost, uh, yeah, almost yeah. Uh, nine. Nine years, yeah. Nine okay. in part. Wow. And uh, you got your your Canadian citizenship a year ago, right? A year ago. Yeah. No, well, congratulations. So. Thank you. So, yeah. So, Holly, did uh, you you met um, Oksana um, at Toastmasters, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, this is probably, the, you're kind of, I'm, I'm watching your face, your eyebrows are shooting up a lot. With <laughs> that's very funny, stereotypes, as um, our President, Toastmaster, oh, no, President John, he loves pierogies. And he knows I'm Ukrainian, and all of us here just tease me. Make me Ukrainian pierogi. <laughs> Stereotypes, all Ukrainian women have to make good pierogies. <laughs> But Holly said, probably I know how to make good Ukrainian pierogies. That was our connection start to talk. So Holly you- said, I have relatives. <laughs> Ukrainian relatives. Okay, let's come to the studio and we'll talk about 
you, you pa- know, parents, grandparents, yep. because for us, for Ukrainians from Ukraine, actually we lost most of connections and we don't know the real history. And for me, it's very interesting to hear each, each history from people. Actually, what I do in Dunk, <laughs> if people say, I have relatives in, uh, who came from Ukraine like a century ago, I always ask them to tell the story. <laughs> And our first storyteller in, on the radio is Holly. And and Holly, you uh, this is funny. Pierogies are such a great unifier because <laughs> I know everybody here at the station loves pierogies. <laughs> And we should probably have a pierogi making class. People have actually asked for that, so maybe now you know we've got three of us here, we could probably do that. But uh, that's that's for the future. But but for now, it's interesting to find the connection. You and Oksana met at Toastmasters in Duncan. And um, and then you and I found a connection back because uh, we're from both from Saskatchewan. That's right. It was interesting when you asked where I was from and I mentioned Ituna. And I have to say, when I say that, I always hesitate because it is such a small community and so few people know of that place. And the expression on your face when I said it was quite <laughs> a neat thing to see. Someone actually knows where that is. <laughs> it, uh, Ituna is not far from Yorkton, Saskatchewan, yeah. And uh, I had a very, uh, I guess you were already we were gone my my friend who's from Ituna and I were already long gone in 1980 when you were there but it's still kind of neat to uh to have that connection it sure is yeah so tell us a little bit about your actually we need to do a station ID first and then we're going to come back to you and I want to get your story here so um in case you didn't know you were listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM In Nanaimo, I am one of your hosts here today, Pavlina. Ми слухаємо наш голос радіо нашого коріння на станції CHLY 107 FM у місті Нанаймо. І у нас гостя в студії Холі, її бабуся приїхала з України майже 100 років тому. І зараз історія про життя української ком'юніті в Заскачуванні і взагалі от, погляд внучки на спогади, можна так сказати швидше, внучки на про життя українців, про, можливо, я не знаю, що, тому що для мене це теж дуже велика новинка сьогодні. Holly, hello. <laughs> hello. So, so um, Oksana was just uh, saying, Holly, that um, your grandparents were the immigrants as were mine. So that's that's how were our roots. Most of us that, you know, grew up on the prairies, probably most of us have Ukrainian roots or know somebody that does. And it's interesting, when I first came here and started to do Nasholos on this show, every second person I ran into said, oh, yeah, I grew up on pierogies or I grew up on borscht or I had a baba. So you probably have found that too. Yes, actually. I mean, pierogies, cabbage rolls, um, borscht was something that, you know, was common at my grandparents' place. And I know that even moving away to Saskatoon after high school and cooking those things, especially the borscht, people would be surprised how I know this. <laughs> and, you know, just reminding them that, you know, coming from a very small town, Ukrainian community, it was so common. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And so when you came, you've been in Cobble Hill or on the West Coast, I guess. How long? Nine years. Nine years? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you came from Saskatchewan? Well, actually, we did a little two-putt. We putted once to Calgary for 15 years, oh, and then well, we moved over to the island. Okay. Well, and you've been here for how long? Nine years. Nine yeah. years. Same as Oksana. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you just met recently at Toastmasters? Yes. Just actually... Two times, might be. Yeah. Yeah. Two times. That's isn't, right. Isn't that nice? Well... You know, it, that's what I love about living on this island. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's always a bit to it. They say six degrees of separation, but I think actually it's two, isn't it? <laughs> I would agree be. with you, yes. <laughs> so you decided to join us here today just to kind of see what radio is all about. How are you liking it so far? It's quite fascinating, actually. I'm very <laughs> interested in it, and I feel like I want to come back already. <laughs> awesome. Well, you are absolutely most welcome, and I hope that you will. It'll be great fun to have uh, have more people in the studio. So... So Holly is with us until we are um, until we wrap things up at twelve thirty. So we've got uh, another song for you coming up next, and this is another Eva Suk song. This is um, called Vodorai. It's the water fountain, and uh, it was another very famous uh, song that was written by 
Eva Syk, did you know that, Oksana? Mm-hmm. You knew this. very famous. You yeah. knew this. Yeah. As first son, uh, Sofia Rotaru, Jov, the list, we always uh, associate with Sofia Rotaru. Yes, yeah. And same uh, with the next this? one, always with, with Eva Syk. <laughs> okay. And this one is performed by children from a school in Montreal, the uh, Metropolitan Sheptitsky, uh Ukrainian school in Montreal. And it's from a CD that they recorded a few years ago. Uh, just delightful. Here they are, the Sheptitsky School Choir with Vod Rai. My name is Serhi Kaznadi in Toronto, Canada, and I am pleased to narrate Victor's vignettes, stories about life in Soviet and post-Soviet Ukraine. These stories were written by Viktor Sergeyev, who lives in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. Viktor worked as freelance technical translator from English, but now has multiple sclerosis, which makes speaking difficult for him. But he finds great joy and a creative outlet in writing and sharing his stories online and here on Najholas Ukrainian Roots Radio. You can find Victor's original transcripts along with his commentary at his blog, Vignettes, Life in Ukraine. Links and audio files at najholos.com. Compulsory Steps, Growing Up Soviet Today, I will share with you the typical Soviet childhood, based on my own life experience. In Soviet times, 
children went through a very rigid process of indoctrination. There were three compulsory steps required of each child in order to grow into a proper Soviet citizen. Children began their studies at the age of seven. The first step was to be admitted to a program called Oktyabriata and become known as one of the so-called October children. The name comes from October, the month in which the Bolshevik Revolution took place. The Ukrainian name for October is Zhovtyng. It is derived from the word for gold, the color that leaves begin to turn in this month. To my mind, Zhovtyng is a much prettier and more descriptive name. However, Russian was the lingua franca of the Soviet Union, and speaking other ethnic languages, especially Ukrainian, was frowned upon. In some cases, it was actually dangerous. At the beginning of Oktyabriata, we were all presented with a little badge, a red star with a picture of a blonde little boy in the center of it, none other than Vladimir Lenin, founder of the Soviet Union. Even then, at such a young age, the program struck me as odd, surreal, like some kind of silly childish game. But it was a game the authorities took very seriously. And it was only the beginning of a lifetime of such surreal games. I will never forget this propaganda nursery rhyme from my kindergarten days. Я маленькая девочка, играю и пою. Я Ленина не видела, но я его люблю. That was, of course, in Russian. There was no Ukrainian version. Crucification was in full force. The English translation goes like this. I am a little girl, playing and singing. I haven't seen Lenin, but I love him. Our teachers at school constantly drilled into us, you must always write the word communist with a capital letter, and the word God with a small letter. What an ironic ideological paradox. Did they see, too? By the age of ten, and provided we studied well, we were admitted to the young pioneers. In the early 1920s, the Soviet regime created a pioneer organization modeled on the Western Boy Scouts organization, with the addition, of course, of stringent communist ideology. At this step, we were presented with a red necktie, called a Pionierski Galstuk, and another badge called Pionierski Znachok. On my blog, you can see a picture with all the three badges along with my original transcript. For the next four years, we were happy and proud to be part of the Young Pioneers. Apart from the communist indoctrination, it was a fun time, just as I imagine it was for boy and girl scouts in the West. However, our necktie gave away our age. At the age of 14, Every teenager wants to look older. So once we left the school grounds, we would hide the necktie. At 16, we were admitted to Komsomol, the youth division of the Communist Party. In actual fact, every teenager in the USSR from the age of 14 automatically became a Komsomol member. Only those who studied poorly or were sent to juvenile prisons, did not. Children of very religious parents were also excluded. But we had to pretend we were making a conscious and enthusiastic decision to join Komsomol or not. What a decision it was. Did we want access to officially sponsored holidays? Did we want to pursue higher education? Did we want to get a good job? perhaps one with the privilege of going on business trips? As children, we were well aware that there were no tourist trips at all, even to socialist countries, for any child whose parents were not high-ranking Communist Party officials. So, did we want to live without even the small pleasures, as few and far between as they were, that came with the Communist Party membership? Well, of course, I joined Komsomol. 
I wanted the best life possible in that wretched system. Now I pray those days never return, and my daughter and her contemporaries will never have to endure the lunacy and absurdity the previous generation did. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Victor's Vignettes, stories from the life of Viktor Sergeyev in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. You can find Viktor's original transcripts and commentary at his blog, Vignettes, Life in Ukraine. For audio archives and links, visit www.nashholos.com. So until next time, do pobaczenia! Ukraine called Rozhenetsis. Actually, uh, they've got a Canadian connection. There was a Canadian member of that group, Rozhenetsis, about, I think it's an octet, about eight of them, maybe six, but actually hard to tell. It sounds like about 30 of it, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've got uh, five minutes to the um, end of this hour, and we'll be bringing you some news at the top of the hour and uh, some messages from sponsors. And uh, then we'll be back for half hour. We'll be talking a little bit more with Holly. Oksana will be taking over a lot. Uh, she's got some stories to share as well. And we'll have, I think, we'll wrap up with our proverb, and then we'll bring on Steve Andrusiak with Kasha, Nasha Kasha at 1230. But before um, we wrap up this um, this hour and our next song, a couple of minutes, um, I just wanted to talk with, with get Holly to explain just repeat some of the great uh, comments that she's been making here when the mic has been off and some of the songs have been on. You're loving this, aren't you? I sure am. I have to say that when I hear all of this music, um, it just, you know, it's very nostalgic and it brings me back to my youth when living in small town Saskatchewan. If there was a wedding in town, it seemed like everyone was invited mm-hmm. and it was a lot of polka dancing. I just, <laughs> I just have so many memories of dancing at the hall to all of these Ukrainian songs and loving it and couldn't wait for the next wedding, you know. <laughs> and thankfully, there were a lot at that time. So. There, there were in those days, weren't there? That mm-hmm. was kind of, that was the um, social event of, of, really. Exactly. Yes, that's right. And they were they were so much fun. With great food, lots of pierogies, cabbage rolls, and exactly. all that great stuff. Lots of hodielka, too, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Hodielka, of course, is Ukrainian for whiskey. <laughs> did you have, did you have uh, people who were not invited to wedding? We called them Kozaki, so yeah. the people who didn't invite it weren't invited, but they wanted to come, so they came with Horilka, <laughs> and after that, they could dance with other people. Right, that was their entrance yeah. in, correct? Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> they paid to get in, yep. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that, and even, you know, 
at some point in the wedding at the dance, there would be the traditional dancers that would come out, or mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if they weren't dressed up, that they would dance those traditional, exactly, um, yeah. you know, ceremonious dances, and it was just so much fun. And the clapping and the energy, oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got another half hour of that here. <laughs> Great, Bro- broken, <laughs> broken heels on the shoes. <laughs> Did you have this tradition, like changing clothes and changing uh, bright man? No, I so don't no, that. No, 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 no. It's like. Uh, Well, Girl what? is waiting for her her boyfriend, her for wedding, but they don't send boyfriend. They send another like woman changing in clo- uh, men clothes or different like men. You know what? In I, women I, clothes. I, that that was what I remember that when I was a little 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 girl. These weird things going on. But even when I was, um, you know, a teenager, it had unfortunately passed. <laughs> but uh yeah maybe maybe we'll bring them back we've got uh, so many more we have people like Oksana coming back maybe um you know we'll cobble together the background that we lost here in Canada and that you lost there but actually we don't we'll lost too yeah. much we have repeated these traditions in Malanka show yeah, yeah so yeah so we'll... Vasil, Vasil and Malanka they change so, their clothes so, so men so we'll bring looks them like back women. Yeah. okay <laughs> okay we'll talk more about uh-huh. th- we'll talk more about this after uh this song and uh our messages and our news we'll be back in a few minutes Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.